Welcome to the recap. Remembering and citing. No, and is an A. What's E? <laughs> Remembering every citation and and prophecy. Prophecy. Uh, we always use prophecy. Do we? I feel like we've used it before. For promise, we use promise we, a lot. Yeah. Fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> Choose your own P. Choose today. your own. Yeah, choose your own. That's how we're doing it this time. All right, Genesis twenty-seven. <laughs> Genesis twenty-seven. So we uh, we've hopped back in, hopped back into Genesis now, and uh, really, really into the story of Jacob and Esau. So uh, in Genesis uh, twenty-five, they're born. To Isaac and Re- Rebecca, uh, after Isaac and Rebecca had been barren for a season, these two are born. Esau is a, a hairy, outdoorsy type. Jacob is a smooth, cunning, indoorsy type. Um, so they make it seem like Esau is kind of impulsive, following his belly. Jacob is uh, maybe that you know multi-level marketing scheme kind of guy who is always trying to sell you something and get ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, neither of these guys are, n- neither of them sound like they'd be that much fun to hang out with just as we watch the story unfold. They just seem like they're both kind of after their own desires. And so that's that's what we get um, in Genesis 27. Uh, because on top of that, we see right away there's favoritism in their family. <laughs> Dad likes Esau better. Uh, Mom likes Jacob better. And in Genesis 27, um, there's just betrayal all over the place. That was the first point of my sermon was betrayal. Isaac calls Esau in and he wants to give him his blessing, um, which is no longer his, uh, for two reasons. One, Isaac already, uh, or Esau already gave it away to Jacob a couple chapters ago. And in chapter 25, verse 23, uh, God told Isaac and Rebecca that the older would serve the younger. So they have very clear instructions from the Lord on what they're supposed to do (laughs) and who's supposed to get the blessing and who this line is supposed to go through. So Isaac is betraying God. Uh, He's trying to get his belly full. Um, Isaac wants his son's best food. And so he tells Esau, hey, go hunt the best stuff, Uh, cook it up, bring it back to me, and I will bless you. Esau, very happy to go along with the charade. Um, we don't have any hesitation from him except, okay, I'll go hunt. And then of course, like I said in the sermon, um, if we've learned anything from Genesis, it's that nothing is hidden in tents. So Rebecca is overhearing through the tent. It sounds like what's going on. So she calls Jacob, her favorite in and says, Hey, this is what your dad and brother are planning. We are going to, uh, double cross them. And so I'm going to cook up your dad's favorite meal. Go get me some goats. While I do that, why don't you put on your brother's clothes, we'll tape some hair all over your neck and all over your hands, and you will bring your your dad his favorite food. He'll think you're Esau, and you'll get the blessing. Um, and so all that happens. Esau goes out to hunt. Uh, Jacob goes and gets goats. Rebecca cooks it up. They tape or paste or whatever they <laughs> used back in that day. Scotch tape. Somehow, they're, yeah, they, sco- they scotch tape hair all over <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> I mean, you can just imagine one of the commentators I read said, I I wonder if Jacob uh, was embarrassed as he was like walking towards his his dad's tent, like hoping no one else in the camp saw him. Because this would probably have been a pretty big camp and would have been a reasonable question to say, hey, Jacob, why do you have hair taped all over your body? 
Um, so he walks in and, uh, Isaac, uh, can tell something's wrong. This, this doesn't sound like Esau. It sounds like Jacob. He found the game and cooked it up a little bit too quickly for what Isaac would think is possible. Um, and nevertheless, because I think he's so desperate to sneak around God's will, he, he goes ahead and he blesses Jacob after Jacob seals his betrayal with a kiss, uh, which is, it's, it's all really, really sad. And, and in the meantime, even when Isaac asks Jacob, hey, how did you find this so fast? Jacob's response is, well, God, God blessed me, of course. Um, so there's this mm-hmm. sin and blaspheming and sneakiness and manipulation all over the place. Um, but like we keep seeing in Genesis, uh, God is not undone by foolishness of humans. He's not surprised by their schemes. And so uh, as Isaac goes ahead and gives the blessing to Jacob, who he thinks is Esau, the older serves the younger. Uh, God's, God's word comes about. And unfortunately, like we see in Genesis, what happens is that even though God's word always comes to pass and he's going to keep working his plan of redemption so his people can enjoy him in his presence, um, it destroys his family. Uh, Esau marries, I didn't even talk about this in the sermon, but Esau marries some women just to make his mom mad. Um, Jacob runs away uh, from his brother who's going to threaten to kill him coming up soon. Um, And the whole family is, you know, divided and destroyed and um, and yet, what we will see later is that God keeps working on Jacob's heart, and eventually Jacob is going to become Israel, um, and God's going to redeem that and run his line of promise through him. And uh, and and we even see some uh, signs of redemption in Isaac, in that he um, he trembles when he finds out it's the wrong guy. And I think that trembling is not a trembling like, oh, he's sad. Oh, man, my plan didn't work. I think it's, oh, man, I got caught. Um, God sees everything and God has made this come to pass because he trembles. And every other time we see trembling um, in the Old Testament, it's before the Lord. It's it's God is shaking things and people are trembling because his power and his majesty and his plans are on full display. Um, so I think, Jake, or I think Isaac's trembling before the Lord. And then at the end he says, yes, and he shall be blessed. So it's kind of like this submission uh, to the plan. Like I tried to get away with it, I couldn't, and God did what he did, and now he's blessed, and, and God has had his way. And so the two applications I said in the sermon are one, um, what any of us uh, might mean in our foolishness, try to be sneaky, get away with it, God turns for good. Um, we see that over and over again Um uh, in both Testaments, right? I use this example. Mm -hmm. I talked about Joseph and his brothers later in Genesis. They sell him and throw him in a pit and he ends up in Egypt. And yet God saves a bunch of lives and preserves the people of Israel through Joseph and that evil act. Then we talked about how Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. And uh, Jesus went to the cross and died a criminal's death for us and obviously is the savior of the whole world. You know, that's where this whole story is heading so that God's people could be in God's place to enjoy God's presence again. And the second point I made is that even though um, even though God always is working to spite us, he's also working to invite us into more rest in him. So this story is an invitation to um, tremble before the Lord now and rest in his plans and his purposes and his will, even when it's hard. Because even though sometimes we think, oh, just this little thing won't be a big deal, or I can do it this way, or maybe I can figure this out better than God, 
it always ends in chaos and confusion and sadness. So this story invites us to just go, man, even where God's will is hard to swallow, even where his word is tough to obey, I'm going to do my very best to do that by the power of the Spirit because that's where true life is. That's where true hope is. That's where true joy is. And so it's an invitation to rest um, in all that God says to us and all that God promises to us. So that was where we went. Yeah. Yeah, and the I could see the flip side of that being, um, you know, if God's plans are going to come about no matter what, mm-hmm. then I can just do whatever I want anyways. But that's not where that rest is. That's right. That's right. That's right. And and that's and in one sense, it's a true statement. God's plans will come to pass. You can do whatever you want. It's just going to be end really sadly for you. So you can you can you right. can walk near to God and fellowship with God. And I said that on Sunday. I said, man, there's there's some of us in this room right now that think we're successfully hiding from God or successfully being sneaky enough that God doesn't see it. Or maybe God's just not disciplining us yet. And so we think, oh, maybe he doesn't care that much. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. Um, and that was just a my attempt at a loving warning to say, God sees. God will accomplish his purposes. So why not uh why not walk with him and not against him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks for preaching. Hey, thanks for at least being here in the podcast with me. We lost everyone else today. <laughs> right. This was a last minute pre epic apocalyptic snowstorm recap. Yep. So we snuck it in for all of you. So I hope I hope you're listening and you just loved it because we made it happen for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the one time I'll host. Or no, I did once before. You did it once before. You do a great job. Oh, thanks. Yeah, keep it up. <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. Bye.